How's it going, everybody? This is going to be a spoiler-filled episode talking about Spider-Man No Way Home. If you do not want it to be spoiled, stop listening now. If you do not want it to be spoiled, go listen to the predictions, go watch the movie, then come back here. But if you do not want it to be spoiled, do not listen now. Enjoy the ad. A lot of people would like to start with like the praises of a movie. That this is the best movie. This is a great movie. This is... I'm not going to start with the praises. However, I will get to the praises after I say this. That fucking third act. Oh, Jesus Christ. Like, it was a perfect game up until then. The pace changed when uh, Tobey Maguire and... uh, uh, Andrew Garfield showed up. Which, by the way, it felt like a shoehorn almost because uh, you have MJ, who's uh, Melissa Jones, uh, Mary Jones, or, or not Mary, Melissa, uh, MJ, something Jones, uh, Watson. I don't go by Watson. I was like, okay. Uh, so, like, make her more Mary Jane uh, than anything. Which, by the way, uh, the chemistry between, her, uh, between Zendaya and Tom Holland has been incredible throughout the last three movies. Um, I was watching a Easter egg video uh, detailing um, like 38 things that you missed in uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. And I watched uh, Chris Stuckman's video on it. I don't think uh, Red Letter Media has put out a video on it. Um, like, it's not that I want their opinion on it. It's just that, like... Like... Th- like, th- they're, like, decent film critics. And, uh... Like, I would be curious to hear uh, their thoughts. But they would be so goddamn jaded. I mean, really, really fucking jaded. Uh, it was like, is this another Spider-Man movie? I'll bet you any amount of money uh, someone would say that in the Red Letter Media. Anyway, so... Yes, it was handled uh, well. Um, so the way that the movie progresses um, is very good because it starts off literally where the last movie ended. Before the uh, first footage is found, you are hearing the the thoughts and. Like, they're not using the same footage either. Uh, They recreated hardcore a lot of the last scene of uh, Far From Home. The... uh, Like, the the movie hits the ground running. Now... the, The Home Trilogy in the past has been criticized for being uh, corporate in its um, like uh, cinematography and its editing. Now, uh, this movie, for in my opinion, doesn't try to ape the um, previous directors in Sam Raimi or Mark Webb, but there's definitely some callbacks and like it could be a coincidence, it could be, uh, uh, planned. Uh, 
given the attention to detail that I don't know if it was the director, I don't know if it was the production designer, but um, I'm going to say who's I'm going to put it on the director only because uh, even though the producers have been there uh, the whole time uh, and it's not like you can like give uh, creative credit to producers. I mean, I mean, really? The producers? Well, anyway, so the... And I, don't, I know that uh, at least one of the original writers is not on the... I don't think he was on the second one, and I don't think he returned for the third one. So, uh, the level of detail that is kind of suggested because you see things in the backgrounds. You see things... Uh, there's a lot of fan service in this movie, especially with, uh, it's like, oh man, if they had just done Jamie Foxx as Jamie Foxx and not as Jamie Foxx's nerdy guy, uh, plus, like, I think I'm all over the place right now. Anyway, so, um, the initial problem that Spider-Man was going to have was that uh, he was framed for the murder of uh, Mysterio. Now, first spoiler, and I'm telling you guys that like this is one of the big ones. Daredevil is uh, uh, Spider-Man's lawyer. A lot of people were calling it, and it happened uh, pretty much that way. So, uh, there's a great scene with Ned and Damage Control, and Damage Control. Uh, is interrogating uh, uh, Mary Jane, MJ. Uh, it's not Mary Jane. I, I know her name's not Mary. So, uh, so MJ is getting interrogated. She's. I want a lawyer. I'm not saying anything. Ned. Ned walks into everything. He just like volunteers everything. Uh, the dude from Damage Control with Aunt May. Uh, it's like, wow, child endangerment and everything? You really should have a lawyer. And just like uh, the, 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 the venom that she would spit in his face at that moment. Uh, <clears throat> and that was after, like, all this is after um, the lead up into, uh, like, getting back to the apartment, which, by the way, uh, they do in a one, like, a one, in a one take, which is very organic and it's also uh like I was like bravo like uh like you have multiple things going on like there's a confusion added to it uh the realization that everyone knows that Peter Parker is Spider-Man handled beautifully and it also shows the problems that comes with it uh so the three of them are trying to get into MIT all their backup schools, everything, are lined up. Like, they don't get uh, uh, any of their backup schools, and they don't get MIT, none of them. And so, the uh, things don't go the uh, way they want, so Peter Parker has an idea. I will get Doctor Strange to... uh, one more day this, because that's what this movie is. It's one more day and into the Spider-Verse done by Marvel. 
So they did a live action movie, which by the way, I kind of wish they had Chris Pine show up. Uh, but the, uh, and I'm going to get to the, uh, the discussion of like, uh, would Sony bring back different, uh, Spider-Man, uh, in the future, which by the way, I know Tom Holland is a hundred percent. Well, I don't know a hundred percent that I know, but I think Tom Holland, uh, made the headline saying that he didn't want, uh, other people, uh, to have his role. Like they didn't want to like backdoor bring in back Andrew Garfield, which by the way, Andrew Garfield is a hell of an actor. I think he's been, uh, like since his, uh, time, uh, as Spider-Man, he's been, uh, nominated for an Academy Award for, I want to say it was like a Martin Scorsese silence movie. Uh, so Toby Maguire, um, I think he's calmed down, uh, like not calmed down, but just like, I think he settled into like a role every few years and then like just doing the things he wants to do. The, I'll get to those guys in a minute later. I'm trying to go through the movie. So the movie was incredible like going to uh, uh, Peter Parker going to Doctor Strange and he's like hey can you go back in time and make it so that people uh, it's like we don't have the time stone and I can't do that we're like we uh, brought back uh, half the universe by going back in time you want us to uh, help uh, everyone you want to help yourself like with the time stone it's like no like everybody around me that knows me is suffering because they know me it was like, and they're about to do the, the, a spell, and it was like, like why didn't you just call your uh, uh, college? It was like, I could do that. You could plead your case. You asked me to. <laughs> that great moments, off ramps, conflict. Like, it, it, I've always said that a, a bad movie could be a good roller coaster. Things like this make it feel like there's options there's easy, easier options and then there's like more difficult choices but you don't know what's going to happen so Peter Parker uh, after a spell doesn't it, it goes pretty it does not go well it's like Benedict Cumberbatch as uh, Doctor Strange is always awesome, and to have him be the uh, the other uncle. If Tony Stark was the father figure that uh, was about technology and responsibility and super heroics and all that stuff, uh, Doctor Strange is the uh, fun uncle that. Uh, like, uh, gets into, uh, like, oh shit, we, like, man, this is a problem that we could have avoided, but, oh, I'm so glad I, uh, attempted this in the first place. Like, like, there's that kind of dynamic. So, after, post-spell, which, by the way, it's magic, like, there's, like, I thought it had to be, uh, like, Doctor Strange that was, uh, uh, screwing up the magic, but, Apparently, Peter, Peter said something, uh, and apparently it happened, but, uh, 
I guess like because like I guess he was in the circle, so I guess it counted. The spell itself is anybody who's um, excluded from the spell uses uh, a multiverse approach because like. Wong doesn't say don't cast that spell in, uh, I think he says it in Doctor Strange 2, which is the, which by the way is the stinger for, um, after the credits. The after the credits stinger is, uh, basically a trailer for, um, uh, Doctor Strange 2, which I am, uh, more than excited for. So, the... So the spell is contained. It doesn't happen. But something, like, things get through. Like, the multiverse is bleeding and stuff like that. So the, uh, so the, the problem goes from, oh, wow, uh, everybody knows my name, to, oh, wow, everybody knows my name, and I'm being attacked by uh, other uh, dimension villains. So... The first one you're introduced to is Dr. Octopus. Doc, Doc Ock uh, shows up and it, like, someone pointed out that the score uh, remixes and samples the original scores from the past movies for the characters. So Doc Ock's uh, theme music is the, I don't know if it's Danny Elfman, but, um, it is the, uh, the music that you heard when he was, uh, in Spider-Man 2. Now, so that happens. Then you see, uh, Green Goblin show up, but you don't see Green Goblin. Uh, the first time you see Green Goblin is, um, actually, no, you see him on the glider, but it's really quick. Then, uh, you're introduced to him very similarly to, uh, uh, Spider-Man 1, where Norman Osborn is talking to his mask, uh, you're introduced, which by the way, Willem Dafoe is maybe the, one of the best actors on the movie. His performance was good before, it's great in this, because it, it it's extra, and it's, uh, evil, and it's, uh, like at the same time, there's a pathos to it that you didn't quite get in the first movie, but because you're getting more of it and you're getting the, uh, like, like, like I said, there's a lot of fan servicey stuff in there, uh, where it's like they're repeating lines from past movies and <sighs> Jamie Foxx is a great, uh, like he was my second favorite part in this one because like Jamie, uh, Jamie Foxx didn't recreate his original uh, look from Amazing Spider-Man 2, which, by the way, this that movie is such a mixed bag because I really wish we got a third one of that. However, uh, we got No Way Home, or not, we got uh, Homecoming. We got Spider-Man Homecoming instead of a third one of that, and it's a trade I'm willing to make in the, again, but... Oh man, I, uh, I, w w if Sony is cure, uh, going to do a conclusion to that franchise, that, not, that, 
like that version of Spider-Man because uh, I don't know if Marvel came up with a Spider-Verse uh, just to compete with um, DC because it's like inst- instead of having a multiverse for DC where it's like all these different heroes what's our number one uh, main superhero Spider-Man okay how many different Spider-Man can we have interacting at once? I don't know if that was the case in the comic side, but it's not an old, uh, a new concept because I know um, Marvel's had uh, alternate uh, realities, alternate universes before. Uh, Captain Marvel like was pretty big on that one. Uh, not Captain Marvel, like uh, no, not Captain Marvel. Captain Britain. Captain Britain uh, was uh, big on uh, different uh, universes. Um, like there was Days of Future Past where uh, timelines uh, came into play. Um, like they had Exiles, which was... But I know for a fact that I don't think the cartoon came up with it because the 90s Spider-Man uh, show, which by the way, animation hasn't aged well, but it's it lives on so brilliantly in my head uh, because I just love the hell out of that uh, watching it as a kid like that like that ver- like there was an, an episode in the final season where it was all the Spider-Man of the different universes where you have uh, like eight ar- uh, six armed Spider-Man and armor Spider-Man and rich Peter Parker Spider-Man they all just got together and like uh, or the Spider Army, which, by the way, I'm pretty sure came from a comic book. I couldn't tell you which one. If I had to guess, like, whichever one had Madam Web in the first place, but, like I said, I have, I couldn't tell you. I, I would need to look into this. Because the Spider-Verse is, like, a new thing, but it's, there's things that predate it. So... The villains are pretty much introduced one by one organically, um, or as organically as possible. Uh, like, Kane Marco Sandman is out in the woods along with Electro, and Electro is Jamie Foxx, who uh, looks great in this one. Like, he, they even comment, oh man, I look so much better in this universe. And if we had gotten the Electro in this movie, in the last movie, where it's just like, all right, uh, he's got powers, but he's also got a suit that amplifies his powers. He's got an electric uh, star face where it's like lightning, which by the way, that version of the costume is brilliant. Fucking brilliant. And like I said, I don't know who fucked up the last Spider-Man because Amazing Spider-Man 2, uh, I don't know whose idea was it to, to do the Twilight version of uh, Spider-Man, but that's sort of what it was. The, like, you had Gwen Stacy, who was done so well by Emma Stone, and I was, I was curious if we were going to see Emma Stone or Sally Field or, uh, uh, Harry Osborn played by either Dane DeHaan or um, James Franco, which wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility. Um, 
because they brought back Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield, and Andrew Garfield deserves the Academy Award for the amount of denial that he had uh, denying that he was in the movie. So, like, just, and he was the first one to show up. The, the first one. And back to what I was saying before about uh, they shoehorned, both, like, in the same scene, you're introduced to, like, the new uh, people probably haven't seen the first three movies or the second two set of movies. Like, in the same scene, that both of them just show up. Like, uh, Ned, who, by the way, I wish there was a line where it's like, oh, yeah, uh, you uh, are the Hobgoblin. Uh, you marry Betty Brant, or at least I think it's Betty Brant. I'm not sure. It could be... Um, which, by the way, Liz Allen was in this uh, movie. The actress who played Liz Allen makes a small, not appearance, but her face is on People Magazine, and then just talks about uh, her uh, dating Peter Parker, who uh, was Spider-Man, who put her dad away. Little details like that make me love this movie. Make me love it. Because they know, like, I don't know if it's Kevin Feige. I don't know if it's Amy Pascal. I don't, I'm going to say it's, uh, I was going to say John Waters, but I don't think it's John Waters. I know John Waters is, like, the more famous director is, but the director of this movie, John, white guy, uh, like he, he has, like, he did a couple of, like, I think he did a comedy, and then uh, they, he did this movie, which, by the way, I know a lot of people say the cinematography is corporate, but uh, the great thing about, like, the corporate cinematography is that when they, when the movie deviates from that, like, it makes things, things all that much more special. The moment when Tom Holland realizes things are going to go bad, when his spider sense just... Which, by the way, they haven't really, like, uh, done spider sense in um, a big way. The, the, the long, drawn-out is, like, where the villains are about to turn on him because Norman Osborn's been bad the whole time, and they don't realize it. Ooh, like it was like oh shit, and then uh, next big spoiler I'm going to talk about. So if you guys have been like, oh man, uh, I haven't seen the movie yet, but he hasn't really touched on like uh, any big things. It's like three, two, one. They turn Aunt May, played by Marissa Tomei, into Uncle Ben, like. Uh, all three Spider-Men have this moment where they get told with great power comes great responsibility. And by the way, the line that they do in with Marissa Tomei, because uh, uh, Peter's failed, uh, he gave uh, the bad guys a second chance. He helped Doc Ock, but like the rest of them uh, couldn't take the deal. And which, by the way, I, like I, uh, I skipped over like the lizard. I also skipped over why uh, uh, Spider-Man, Doctor Strange fought, but I'm gonna get that later. Uh, this is like, uh, 
It's a great Spider-Man moment, and it's very fitting for uh, this trilogy because uh, we haven't seen Uncle Ben in any of the movies. Like, he was hinted at in Homecoming, not even Homecoming, he was hinted at in uh, Civil War. He was sort of teased with uh, uh, Far From Home in that uh, when Spider-Man is facing off against Mysterio and Mysterio does this trippy uh, like uh, CG fest uh, but it was, everyone's complaining about the CG in this movie but I can appreciate not trying to get through the uh, Uncanny Valley like stop before you get to the Uncanny Valley People know it's CG, but it's also uh, really good like that. There's something to be said for not trying to be super real. So, with with Aunt May dying, it turns into the moment that all the Peters have had, which, by the way, they all stop just short of the Spider-Man pointing at each other meme. It's like, no, I am Spider-Man. No, I am Spider-Man. And plus, uh, it, certain jokes need, could have been cut. Uh, like you have uh, Electro and Kane Marco Sandman talking about... Uh, well, I fell into a vat of eels. It's like, oh, I fell into uh, uh, sand. Uh, uh, like, that was... Uh, I, f- I fell into a super collider. Oh, you just... Heard, that's how it goes. And, like, Spider, both Spider-Man and Tobey uh, Maguire and uh, Andrew Garfield were talking that. They had the same joke. Ugh. And I'm glad that they did not delve into, like, Kane Marco being the guy that shot Uncle Ben in this one because I feel like it would have been uh, different uh, like I'm, I appreciate that like they don't mention like they mentioned MJ but they also had uh, I appreciate that they found a way to get to the essence of each of the Spider-Man that showed up because I forget who said it but like uh, like like someone says to Tommy McGuire is like well, are you going to all shucks their way into uh, winning? I mean, <laughs> I was like, Jesus Christ, that was a good line. And then uh, you see Andrew Garfield, who, I don't want to say steals the scenes, but when they're in the, 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 cl- the science lab and Andrew Garfield has his suit on, his hair up, and a white lab coat with uh, goggles... That, that just, like, perfect. Perfect. That right there. When they're talking about uh, web blocks and, like, Tobey Maguire uh, has organic webbing that just shoots out of his wrists. is like, they're, like, asking him all these questions and it's like, it's like breathing, guys. I don't think about it. I just, like, shoot web out of my wrists. And then just, like, all the... Andrew Garfield looking at him the entire time, even though, like, people are like, all right, let's move on. Like, let's not, we're going to get stuck in the quicksand here. Uh, that was just, oh, that was so good. Uh, 
but like I said, the pacing when those two guys hit, like there was this one scene with a, a Filipino grandmother, uh, which it worked for a little bit, and it didn't work. Uh, like it, it wasn't my favorite thing. Uh, I'll put it to you that way, uh, because it was. Like, uh, like halfway through, I think like half, like I think if they cut half of it, it would, well, I don't know about half, but, uh, the, so one of the, my favorite parts of the movie is Spider-Man versus other heroes because other heroes are willing to do something differently. And he's like, no. Uh, uh, like, I, that don't sound right. Like, uh, like Strange is like, hey, these guys died in their universe. Like, it's it is their fate. And he was like, yeah, but we like we have the ability to change it. We can make a difference. And then like uh, one like one guy online pointed out like, uh, Stephen Strange uh, calculated over fourteen million uh, outcomes. And the only one that defeated Thanos was the one where uh, Tony Stark died. So, like, I th- like that's a like a co- like a cool thought of why that would happen like that. But when Stephen Strange is like just ready to just like undo the whole thing, send everyone back, but they all die. Uh, because that, that was their fate. So Spider-Man's like, I gotta save him. I gotta try. And then this incredible, like, I, I know that Marvel pre-plans, uh, it's their way of getting a, a head jump on the CG and the amount of work that takes, but whoever, like, was in charge of that one, uh, the Doctor Strange versus Peter, which, by the way, it gave me some of the Mysterio vibes from the last movie. I don't know who's in charge of it, but I'm going to give it to the director um, because I f- I feel like uh, actually maybe the producers, maybe Kevin Feige. I don't know. Good job, team. It was so good because it was all the things that you expect of uh, Doctor Strange. And it was like uh, Spider-Man realizing, wait a second, this is a geometrical pattern. If I just shoot the web over here, 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 and here, like it's all going to multiply and... Doctor Strange gets uh, uh, caught, and then Peter takes the ring, so it's harder for him to uh, teleport out of there, and then takes the box, and he's like, all right, I am responsible for these uh, men right now, and I am going to try and fix them. One by one, I'm going to take this Stark uh, fabricator that Happy Hogan has lying around, which, by the way, we got to see... uh, the the one arm from Iron Man One, the one arm bot that's made multiple appearances in the movie, and I really hope he survives. And I hope we get to see him again 
I hope that is the one thing that we get for the next 20 years of Marvel movies because that robot that saved Tony Stark in Iron Man 1, like seeing that thing put a smile on my face and knowing that Happy Hogan, uh, hopefully, and that that thing put the Death Star together. That was awesome. That was just like, like fun little moment things like that I love in films because as much as I'm going to bag on and continue to bag on Amazing Spider-Man 2 Mark Webb knew how to throw in moments the when Peter is at uh, Gwen Stacy's uh, like headstone at her grave it is summer it is fall it is winter it is spring it is summer and he is there he is there in one minute, you just saw the heaviness of the grief that he is going to carry with him. And then someone posted this on Instagram where they were like, man, I love this stuff. Emma Stone giving the graduating speech, uh, speech, the graduation speech, where it's like, it's, hope is easy on nice days like today, but when it gets hard, and uh, you're going to be challenged. I'm going to need you to become hope itself. That, that. That was perfect. Especially, like, because you see his reaction, like, to it because he didn't get to hear it. And then uh, Amazing Spider-Man 2, when Dennis Leary just, like, looks down at him. It's like, oh, you... Like, the guilt. The guilt of, like, uh, I'm dead. My daughter is with you. Uh, and it's all in your head. This is just your projection of me. Like, I know Mark Webb's gone on to... I haven't. I don't think I've seen any of them. Uh, I know he's gone on to do some good things. So, plus, like, 500 Days of Summer was a really good movie. So, the... One of the... Uh, like, the, the best part of the movie is... Knowing what it's tackling. The fight... The the three-on-three fight with the three Spider-Man versus uh, the Lizard. Which, by the way, uh, Ray um, I I'm probably mispronouncing that. But... Uh, I just... Like, he, he was... He was such a good uh, thing to see. Uh, the... One of the last, uh, like, Easter egg moments is, like, when the universe breaks open and then you see all of the possible, like, Spider-Man villains just hanging around. There's, like, you see a, a version that could be, it could be Craven the Hunter, it could be Cardiac, I don't know. Like, Craven had a spear, um, you saw the Rhino, you saw the Scorpion, um, there was just so many. <sighs> like, someone pointed out all, like, the, the, the stuff that, uh... If you're watching, like, the Hawkeye series or, like, Rogers the Musical or, um, I'm trying to think what, what the other one was. There was another one that was, like, small, uh, like the, like, Danino's 3, uh, like, someone was pointing out on the highways, like, all the license plate. One of them was, like, Amazing Spider-Man 1963, uh, like three ASM uh, 63, which was the 
third uh, edition, third issue of Amazing Spider-Man, which is the first appearance of uh, Doc Ock. So, the amount of fan service in this movie, even though not all of it is created equal, because like I remember, I told you, like once, like it's a two and a half hour movie. Um, the the introduction of Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield was done well, but I feel like there was better options. So, the thing that I'm not talking about yet is the ending. The ending is very Spider-Man. And the ending uh, sets up a lot of things that raise a lot of questions that I feel like, because uh, a little bit of backstory for you guys, uh, Disney and Sony do not historically play well together. Um... I feel like uh, at the time, Disney wanted uh, more um, money off of the profits of Spider-Man, and they were not going to renew the deal that they had. And then Sony was like, um, "We're making the movies." I know you're letting us use uh, your uh, tried and true um, like universe, but we like we own the, the the rights to the character in film. We'll take our ball and go home. So this movie could have gone in such a way that Spider-Man is done in the MCU. It could have gone that way, guys. Um, Fortunately, uh, multiple people uh, got involved and said, how do we make this work? Because we have a good thing going right here. Like, I think, uh, I don't... I don't know who messed it up in the first place. It could have been like a double fuck you at the same time. Like, you know the prisoner's dilemma where it's like uh, two guys. It's like, if you rat on your other guy, uh, you get less time right now. You both, but if you don't rat, you both go free. But in game theory, uh, you're better off, uh, like at this very last chance turning on the guy because it's like you, you get the least amount of time possible and it's you're not trusting that the other guy hasn't ratted. But supposedly uh, Feige, Holland, uh, like, like Eisner um, and whoever at Sony like all came to an understanding and they did, did a new deal. I don't know if it's a five picture deal but Supposedly, uh, we're getting a third trilogy with Tom Holland. Which, let's see how that plays out, guys. Uh, because 
I don't know who is still signed on for more movies. Because if Zendaya is not signed on for another trilogy, or she is, but maybe something happens, or, or like maybe there's a time skip, or there's one without her, but like same thing with, uh, I think his name is Jacob Betzelin, uh, the guy who plays Ned. Remember that spell that um, Peter wanted to have cast that um, would make everyone forget that he's Spider-Man? Well, guys, spoilers. Three, two, one. In order to save the day, everyone has to forget that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. Everyone. Doctor Strange. uh, MJ. uh, Happy Hogan. The whole world, which, by the way, one of the guys pointed out online is like, how does that work? Like, does Peter Parker stop existing altogether? Uh, Because if everyone forgot Peter Parker, literally forgot Peter Parker, like, all evidence of him doesn't exist anymore. Uh, The... But... You kind of see it in the movie uh, because remember I told you that whoever's in charge of making the movie, like the creative force of it, uh, the fact that uh, MJ has the broken necklace from Venice, from Far From Home, in the beginning of the movie and at the end of the movie, she's still wearing it. Like she is wearing that pendant. Uh, Peter has a chance to uh, go to school to uh, be in Boston to be with his friends to, to be with them again and he realizes I am going to uh, put them in uh, danger and they don't know me but I, I could swear that one of the most interesting stories uh, would be if Ned becomes the Hobgoblin and then uh, MJ goes off and does what she does. If Peter in his uh, sacrifice... ends up um, causing more problems in the future because like he like he did a selfless thing and he also did he is both selfless and selfish at the same time because like Ned loved being Spider-Man's uh, guy in the chair guy in the van MJ loved Peter so because Peter, uh, he was prepared to be like, hey, I'm going to MIT too. Like, I heard you guys got in. Uh, when he sees that MJ still has, like, a, a cut over her uh, uh, eye, he's like, no, I can't do it. Uh, I'd just be putting them in danger again. Which, by the way, they kind of wanted to. So, remember how I say... Uh, Bad movie, good roller coaster. The possibilities that are set up 
Because if this story continues, and let's say Ned goes down a bad path, MJ uh, without Peter is lost. Uh, oh, she had one of the great lines. It's like, you better tell me, because I, I, I figured it out before I can figure it out again. Oh, that was like that was such a good uh, line, uh, and the the acting of the two of them. Uh, there was just like so. There were so many damn good scenes. I've been talking about this movie for forty minutes, forty-five minutes. The the back to basics nature of the ending, because Spider-Man gives up his connection to Stark Industries. He gives up his connection to the Avengers. He gives up his his, his aunt is is gone. Uh, his friends are gone. He's dropped out of high school. He's no one knows his name anymore. Uh, but back to what I was saying, though, like I think like if events happened, um, like Peter Parker exists, but Happy doesn't know him because even though Happy still knows uh, Aunt May. Like, Happy, like, at the gravesite for, uh, Aunt May was, oh, that was, the, I felt sorry for the guy. I really did, because, like, she wasn't really into him, but he was so into her and so generous with her. Like, I was like, oh, man. The, like, I'm, I'm curious if, uh... I'm re- I was I was so happy to know that John Favreau was going to stick in the Marvel universe as an actor. I would have loved love <coughs> to see him come back as a director for something. I don't think that's going to happen. But the uh because I I'll, I'll say it right now. Other people have done it. I put him and the Russo brothers as one and two as why the uh, Marvel Universe is so great. I know Kevin Feige is a fucking awesome uh, executive, but Iron Man 1 was uh, under the uh, Marvel Brain Trust, which was a lot of comic book writers and uh, like editors. Ike Perlmutter and Kevin Feige and then I think uh, Jeff Loeb might have been in the mix as well in there. Then at a certain point Kevin Feige takes over over. Uh, and that was be, uh, based off of the Russos uh, saying hey we're not doing we don't want to do uh, Civil War where Baron Zemo becomes the villain and takes all these uh, frozen super soldiers in Russia and does Masters of, the, uh, of Evil. Like, we want to do things differently. So. John Favreau made a great movie in Iron Man 1 uh, that really outperformed expectations. Really outperformed expectations. And by just getting the best people he could... Uh, and I would love to see him make a return to something. 
make even if it was the smallest project in the MCU, just have him return for like directing a project. I don't know if he's completely soured on Marvel, like in that uh, regard, but because uh, goddamn it, I would love to like doesn't wouldn't even have to be Iron Man, like just hell. Because uh, I, I don't see him continuing in the uh, Spider-Man movies. Uh, I know there's Spider-Man 4 is going to happen. It's going to happen. Like, Tom Holland, I think, has signed on for more movies. And I think... Uh, I don't know what the deal is. I, don't, I, I think... Uh, I think there was, like, a six-picture deal with Tom Holland to begin with. It was the three Spider-Man movies and then... Uh, Infinity War, Civil War, and uh, uh, Endgame. Oh, Jesus Christ. Fucking allergies. Alright, so let me take a drink of water. Alright. Okay. Feels so good in my throat. Alright, so the ending is back to basics Spider-Man gives up everything Um, it is such a Spider-Man moment it's a the whole movie is such a Spider-Man movie and it's uh, the and the nature of it um, this movie does what Into the Spider-Verse does in that um, Into the Spider-Verse has this one kid realizing he is a part of something that is uh, across many multiverses, many universes. Uh, the other characters, the other Spider-Man, because you get Spider-Gwen, you get uh, uh, Peter B. Parker. Uh, you get this uh, awesome uh, cast. And then have Wilson Fisk who's trying to like take uh, bring back his wife and like it's but then it like you get all like it's a lot of animation uh, fun stuff but I'm like and, and as great as that movie is I'm leaning towards this one this movie might be the best Spider-Man movie uh outright um it definitely beat the uh, Spider-Man 3 curse, which was Spider-Man 3 for to- with Tobey Maguire uh, had issues. Uh, a lot of people that hate it really hate it. I hate certain parts of it. Uh, I hate the musical part of it. I hate that uh, Gwen Stacy and Venom got shoehorned in there. And, uh, I wish there was other things going on. Now, there was more of a focus on Kane Marco, even though Sandman uh, wasn't necessarily, uh, the, like, the biggest force in that movie. But like I said, th- like things got shoehorned in there. Uh, I know Abby Red wanted Venom in there because he was a fan favorite. I think uh, Sam Raimi did the best he could with, like, uh, Topher Grace as Venom. Which, by the way made more sense. Thematically, it made more sense. So I think the writers uh, were kind of on page with the producers, or at least did a hell of a job. But, 
And then Sony wanted to do... Sony's been trying to do villain movies for the longest goddamn time. I feel like they would have done a Sinister Six movie without Spider-Man. Uh, they wanted to do a Craven the Hunter. They wanted to do a Sable. They wanted to do uh, Morbius, which, by the way, has survived. Uh, and they did a Venom movie, which... Thank God uh, Venom showed up as uh, the Stinger. The Stinger for Venom 2 and the Stinger for Spider-Man uh, are companion pieces. And I was so hoping Venom showed up just so that we could get Tom Holland and uh, Tom Hardy in a scene together. But nope, uh, it didn't happen. So, uh, but it was just like... They did the. They did everything they set out to do. I was surprised because I was calling it. I thought Robert Downey Jr. was going to make a return. I thought there was going to be a uh, like either like a uh, flashback or uh, like an appearance or. But nope, that didn't happen. Uh, I thought that they would do something with Uncle Ben, and I was wrong. However. The fact that they made Aunt May into Uncle Ben, um, like the, because we never got the, uh, I think we got the, uh, like a version of uh, with great power comes great responsibility, but uh, before, however, uh, we got it uh, for real this time, and it was thematically in line with uh, Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man movies, so... Oh, by the way, I'm going to end on this. One of my favorite moments of the movie is MJ gets knocked off the building. Tom Holland reaches uh, out to grab her, leaps. Norman Osborn, who, by the way, did a lot of his own stunts in this movie, and the fight between him and Spider-Man inside the apartment building is one of the best fights in the MCU, hands down, because it was so damn good. It was professional wrestling on steroids. I loved it. MJ is knocked over the building. Tom Holland, Spider-Man, can't save her because he was thwarted. Andrew Garfield, instead of using his webbing to catch MJ, he puts all of his effort into the leap so that he is diving down faster than gravity falling and he catches her in the air and then webs to break the fall so that she survives without whiplash happening in the same way that it happened to Gwen Stacy and when they have him choked up because we know why he's sad we know why this moment matters MJ is grateful, and like I think she sees the uh, weight of something happened, but that 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 uh, is like little moments like that is why I love this movie. It's not perfect. Uh, some of the pacing, some of the like little tightening up moments that could have happened, like not having the same joke twice on two different sides. Uh, but it was so damn good. Peace.